0: Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Barardi and Master Firearms Trainer Anthony Calandra.
1: From deep within the bowels of the (laughs) Second Amendment wasteland, that is New Jersey, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it.
2: Welcome, welcome. And we have some guests in the house today. Uh, A female lineup today. Can I still say female? Or do I have to say the or something? Uh, I don't know. This political incorrectness is killing me.
1: Which one of the 879, oh wait, I'm sorry, 879. 93, as of this morning, genders do you uh, um, associate with today? Because we don't care either, we by the way. We really don't care. offended that you just assumed I Yeah, I would be offended too. Yeah,
2: we, we really don't care. So I have uh, Jessica, Jess, Jessica, Jessica, who I call Jess already on the show, already. Uh, who's been... Uh, who's been coming to gun it's for close hire to your real name. So <laughs> I, I met Jess in the hallways. She was here with a gold member, uh, Richard, who's been gun for hire alumni since the day we opened and, uh, we got to talking and she mentioned that, you know, uh, uh, we had an argument about my belching with other of the staff, and she said she she liked the belching and I should keep it up. So thank That you. was a qualifier thank to you. be yeah. on the show immediately. Uh, uh, thank you. We all appreciate that. And Aubrey is on the show. I don't know if you want to say your last name or not, but uh, is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. fine. My last a- name is Conway. A- Aubrey Conway, who is uh, an advocate for medical marijuana. Yeah. Correct. And I felt this was important. You've spoke uh, Governor's Council and a few other, you've been getting around, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, then we'll jump back to Jess and her shooting experience.
3: Uh, I'm a patient myself in the medical marijuana program for about five years now. Um, As of uh, a year or two ago, I was working a lot with children who needed their medication cooked into oil. Um, In order to administer it, the state only had flour available for patients at that time. Um, And then in March, I was asked to do a press conference with the governor um, about expanding the program. And now I'm on a, um, a medical advisory board as a patient advocate for one of the dispensaries in Cranberry, New Jersey. And I speak. At a ton of places, town halls, town councils, I consult with a lot of different um, levels of government and organizations on the on the topic of medical marijuana.
1: Do you uh, uh, own the dispensary, or
3: I don't own the dispensary. No, I'm just a member of their medical review board. I was a patient and I frequented that um, dispensary the most at that time. Mm-hmm. There's only six dispensaries in New Jersey, and when I first got in the program, there were only four. Oh wow! Yeah.
2: So now this is right now New Jersey allows medical marijuana right not recreational
3: right there's legalization is not a law yet okay uh, even though the Attorney General just said that they're going to put off prosecuting low-level marijuana crimes until September Uh, hopefully they're spending that time figuring out how to handle that and legalization so uh, it looks like it's coming but right now, and for the past eight years, nine years, we've had a medical marijuana program. Okay. It just expanded in March, and under the former administration, we didn't really make that many moves.
2: So gotcha. now it's Christy expanded. held the line, Absolutely. Yeah, like he, he held a a line for He held the line for good things for us with gun people. He didn't do much for us, but he held the line. Right. But he didn't advance anything for your cause.
3: Right. Uh, you had to be extremely terminal. To get into the program for medical. Yes, for medical. See, in I'm, the past. Uh,
2: I'm uh, as a libertarian, I'm okay with medical marijuana as long as it's properly administered. I, I have some problems with recreational, yeah. but I also have problems with alcohol. Right. And sales. So exactly,
3: that's it's the same idea. Um, as of March, when Governor Murphy really opened up the program to people with. Um, illnesses, just like anxiety and migraines and other things that everyday people have, it's now presented a, more challenges because you have less terminal people. Okay. So we've added, I believe it's like 15,000 additional patients in the past four months to the program. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
2: But, but Jess, we're going to get to you. But since we're we're hot on this subject, but here's what I want uh, people to understand, and this is one of the big reasons why I wanted um, Aubrey on the show, and we're going to discuss it more. Uh, basically, federal law, <clears throat> when you get your uh, anything by the ATF, there's the form 4473, ATF form. 4473. We need everybody to look this up. Evan Napin, who's the gun guru attorney in New Jersey has been saying this for a year. I'm going to steal his line. He says when it comes to marijuana, you can either bong or you can bang, but you can't do both. <laughs> right. So typical it's a, Knappen. it's yeah, typical <laughs> Napin. So on 4473 on the first page, question 11E as in Edward are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any controlled substance? Then in bold type. Mm-hmm.
1: And this warning, is new, the bold yeah, type from 2016,
2: new. Yeah. October of 16. It's not even uh, two years old yet. Yeah. Warning the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful. Under federal law, regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So here's the deal. Aubrey mentioned something beforehand. If you own guns and you get a prescription for medical marijuana, the minute you fill that prescription, you're a felon. Yes okay we ha- I want people to be clear on this. It, I felt it was very important to have her on the show for this uh, because we started getting this question, Aubrey, about two years ago. I had veterans coming in and telling me my doctor prescribed this for my PTSD, but what do I do and that 's when I reached out to counsel, and I was told that so. You basically, you, you. At this point, until something happens federally, which really is a joke, because if you administer, if a doctor administers somebody low-level marijuana uh, medicinal, what's the difference? Then I could, I could own guns and I could go out and buy a fifth of vodka every night right. and drink or it. Or you and can still. be on
3: pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: pharmaceuticals is a whole <laughs> another as- aspect, yeah. obviously, that we fall under. So, but I want to make it crystal clear, and we're going to have a lot more discussion on this, but crystal clear for all of our. people people out there. If you have medical or recreational marijuana and you own firearms, you are a felon. So basically what you have to do is you would have to sell your guns before you fill your prescription or before you go to whatever states where it's legal and buy it for recreational. You know, something Eventually, the databases are going to cross right. mm-hmm. they're going to link together or something, and then what happens is you're going to be charged with a felony that and then will if you're charged by with a, and if you're charged with a felony, you probably won't be able to get medicinal or recreational right. marijuana anymore that's right, which you might really need to help you i'm uh, you know i'm not saying there's i'm not disparaging people right. need it People, you know everybody needs different things to help them through but i I just want to tell you that that if the marijuana is helping f- you and you don't report that you had guns and you don't get rid of them, then you risk losing that medical marijuana too. You risk losing it all. That's that's how I look at it. Right. Aubrey chime in please. Well
3: right now uh it's important to note that the two the two programs don't cross, right? So like right now if I try to go buy a gun they don't talk to the Department of Health about the medical marijuana. Oh, she has a license, and they flag me. That's not right now. Right. But if you fill this out, out, if you fill right, out that you're a felon. Right, right,
1: So yes. a felon it will, two yep.
3: sure, and it will eventually cross over. Oh, Those yes. two departments are going to talk you eventually. You don't take
2: the chance, people right. that are listening.
3: And now that we have legalization on the horizon, I mean, we're only guessing of how legalization is going to go, but there's really no question about whether or not it affects your right to own guns it does so recreational or medical right now i get it that people are just skating by because this is still evolving but it's going to happen eventually i understand no one's coming and knocking on your door asking for you to surrender your guns yet if you're a medical patient but it's on the horizon so i think right now people feel really safe and i just think that we should put the right information out there Correct. You to know what, protect people you know
2: what's missing the just thing. you know what's missing the first domestic dispute where the right. wife calls the cops and That's says right? he's on medical marijuana yeah. and he owns guns mm-hmm. to use uh, you know uh, to use uh, criminal uh, allegations to gain advantage in a civil case. That's going to be the first case. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the big case. It's going to be in a, a state like New York or New Jersey. That person's going to get roasted and then it's going to come to the forefront. Aubrey, before you, you contacted me a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I've, Answered this question Mm. 500 times in two years now uh, from customers walking in. You know, hey, Ann, can I talk to you for a minute? Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a prescription. Mm -hmm. My doctor says it would help me for this or that. I'm like, that's cool, but you got to get rid of your guns. What do you mean I got to get rid of my guns? And then, how's it changed for me in the range? I don't ask people if they drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. We ask people if they're depressed. We ask people this or that. We don't ask them if they drink alcohol. We don't ask them right now if they take medicinal or recreational marijuana. Are they a felon if they come in here and rent a gun or shoot with a buddy? Right. Aubrey, what if I what if I was to take you shooting right now?
3: I've already been here
2: shooting. I know, but, but what I'm saying is, right. you know, right, How does it right, right now it says possess. Mm-hmm. You know, am I a felon by introducing someone on medical marijuana or, you know, recreational right. marijuana? To a firearm this is going to be cleared out in the courts unfortunately
0: I I want to tell you about my friend Katie Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work she was totally taken by surprise and although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds she was easily able to drop her six-foot-four 250-pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed Katie wasn't just lucky that day she was prepared in her pocketbook a harmless-looking lipstick which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant it's not like it was in our grandmother's day today just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Just follow the link on the GunForHireRadio.com homepage. Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google
1: Play, and On Demand.
2: And this segment is brought to you by Anthony's House of Weed. You, this Bud's for you, baby, okay? We got it all. Panama Red 1911. We got AK-47, Cush, you name it, we got it. Hey, can't beat him. Join him, right? No?
1: I, I don't even know what
2: you just said. <laughs> so, Aubrey did. Uh, yeah. This segment is brought to you by Medallion Chiropractic. Dr. Henry Medallion is on Valley Road in Wayne, about four miles from the range, Uh, He's board-certified in uh, all of these uh, techniques. He can improve your shooting. He's a shooter. His family's a shooter. His website is Medallion, M-A-D-A-L-I-A-N, chiropractic.com. Go on his Facebook. Go on his Yelp. Go on it. If your family or friends live within 30 miles of Medallion Chiropractic, send them uh, some support, send them a review, or go see him. If you're more than 30 miles away, Send him an email and tell him that he, he's a great supporter of Gun For Hire Radio. Support those who support us. Medallion Chiropractic. Now, guys, Jess hasn't spoken much. We're going to pull her into the conversation. But I just read yesterday, in Ontario, they've developed a saliva test. You read it? Yes. To measure THC levels now. Because this was my concern.
1: Is that for traffic stops? Yes. Sort
2: of thing? This was my concern. For alcohol... They have breathalyzer breathalyzer, or blood test, right? If you refuse a breathalyzer, they they draw blood. But I was concerned about not so much medical marijuana patients because if somebody has a legitimate ailment and they're taking it in a prescribed manner. Thanksgiving, we had uh, my girlfriend's family friend uh, came from Vegas and he had Mm -hmm. uh, like gummy bears or something he was eating edibles, and uh, you know he has a lot of ailments. He's crazy too, but he has a lot of ailments. <clears throat> but not crazy, crazy, just crazy out there. Uh, but I'm concerned of young kids abusing it, not only young kids, but all the people, and then driving under the influence. You know, how high can you go and still be behind the wheel of a car? Is it going to increase accidents? So if they have a test, where and then they have to come up with a, you know, a federal or state THC levels, I guess, mm-hmm. to, to decide whether you're impaired or intoxicated or whatever it may Probably be. Private state. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, ahead,
3: mouth swab drug tests are uh, really geared toward THC to begin with. Okay. Even now, the tests for employment and things like that, that's what mouth swab's about. Um, I agree with you. I don't want any impaired drivers on the road with me and my kids. I don't care if you're medical or legal, recreational, whatever. Um, I agree that it should be regulated. And, you know, on the other hand, I just want to say that Colorado has seen a decrease in motor vehicle um, accidents with their program out there. Um, I'm sure, again, there's gonna be a precedent that gets set that someone gets in an accident, somebody dies, and then they say that person was on medical or recreational marijuana, and then they will demonize it from there, whether it's responsible or not. That's not for me to say, Um, but I did see it. I did see that they developed a test. I think it's important to test for it. I think it's uh, it's important to also regulate it tightly. Um, it shouldn't be, like you said, kids. It shouldn't be advertised to kids. Here's the two extremes, though. In California, you can see, even on the highway, there are signs that say, this road was cleaned up by XYZ dispensary. They can advertise it out there, bright colors, candy, stuff like that. Here in New Jersey, we can't even, as a dispensary... Go to private events and have like a vendor table, not with product, obviously we cannot have medical marijuana, (sighs) right, but we can't even, you can't even have a billboard. You can't even advertise. The dispensary I'm with just made history in the state by being the first one to sponsor a youth sports organization, and that blew everyone away. We couldn't believe that you sponsored a youth sports organization, because we're not allowed to advertise. So, while I agree with it being very tightly regulated, it shouldn't be as tight as it is, and it shouldn't be as loose as California. Mm-hmm. So we need to find the right way to do this. In the garden state, mm-hmm. we should be the ones to really lead the, oh, you I know, like lead the you way. I like what you did there. Thank you.
2: In the garden state, we should be the, the weed leaders of the world, I if believe. You,
1: if you notice, the, uh, I guess medical marijuana is following suit with a lot of other, let's call them medical devices where medical device manufacturers are not allowed to advertise their product either. I mean, even as far as things that used to help people years ago, remember those goofy chairs you used to press and they used to get the old people out of the chairs? You couldn't advertise the fact that, you know, maybe they were covered by insurance or or whatever. So there's always been these oddball regulations about advertising. um, And it usually comes after the people who are making the regulations have already gotten theirs. You know, which is w- the way social I got tends, mine. Use oral yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, we're still developing the program in New Jersey. Not developing the program, but we're evolving. It's progressive right mm-hmm. now. So we have six dispensaries right now, medical dispensaries. Um, the state just allowed an application for six more dispensaries. Um, at the same time, they're holding them in the regions that they're already in of the state, so north, central, and south, and saying you can expand only in your region and then we'll give you six more dispensaries, two in each region. So it's still like weird mm-hmm. regulations that, like, so if I live in one part of the state, I'm guaranteed to get lower quality because of the company that's there, and I can't go anywhere else because it's so far. It's so, strange so regulations. I, I mean, if
1: you live in um, the south part of the state, you you're are prohibited from driving. No, you're not prohibited,
3: no, but, but if just, you're ill, yeah, and right. your dispensary of you know that's closest to you is not, maybe they don't carry the product you need. You can go to another dispensary, but it's going to be pretty far. So
1: pretty much right now, it's kind of a monopoly in. Absolutely, the, yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. They're allowing. And it does admit
1: there's no customer service whatsoever. They carry whatever they carry. There's no quality control of the product. There's.
3: Well, they're independently owned companies, the dispensaries, so they do. They try very hard, and I think they do the best, the absolute best that they can but right they, now. They but they don't state have state level yeah. quality control. Yeah. No.
2: No. So, so, anything the government regulates suffocates, as oh, far yeah. as, course, as I'm concerned. Absolutely, so, sure
1: as an yeah. example
3: of that, actually, the state testing for the dispensaries, the state's required to come in and test the numbers and say it's this percentage THC, this percentage, whatever. They do that maybe once or twice a year, and they average. And they, the and they let you
1: know when they're coming, or?
3: Um they I'm yeah they let the dispensaries know when they're coming yeah, but yeah, of course. those numbers Bring got the good shit. Yeah. They, <laughs> not really they just it's take
1: the Yeah okay. they take like
3: five samples they average it and those are your numbers for the year maybe and even though you matter. have different crops.
1: Oh wow. So as a patient
3: wow. you're not a 100% sure that you're getting the same product that you got 2 months ago.
1: Which is kind of the problem with medical marijuana I mean if the, if they would just mm-hmm. allow it uh, again to be f- federally okay. Right? Well let's talk
2: yep. about discrimination here. Okay, we talk about this all the time. As gun owners, there's a stigma against mental health mm-hmm. for in general. What happens is people uh, in New Jersey, if you go for any mental health treatment, you have to divulge that. You have to get a doctor to write a note, say it's okay to get guns or shoot a gun. So people don't go get medical treatment for mental issues. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing the same thing with the medicinal marijuana yeah let's let's separate the recreational for now right. but medicinal marijuana then have a federal law that says if you're under this much dosage a day you can still own guns. If you're not, you're an habitual abuser. I, I don't know what the case is, like THC levels. You know, if we're given Aubrey enough that you know that can you know put a uh, a polar bear into a coma every day, well then we probably don't want her handling guns. Like if somebody's taking heavy psychotropic drugs or they're taking something for bipolar disorder, let's say. But if she's taking a low-level dose medicinally for an ailment or whatever, why should she be disqualified? federally. You're going to stop her from getting a treatment, which can create other problems. You know, she might decide to keep her guns, not get the treatment she needs, and then it makes the matters worse, which happens all the time. We have that stigma, and now it's going from the mental health, it's going to go to the medicinal marijuana, for sure.
1: You know, while we're speaking here, I'm thinking about a friend of mine uh, is an oncologist, and we had a discussion the other night, and they're using uh, a very low-dose, kind of watered-down type of opioid to treat certain types of cancers right now not for pain relief but actually to treat the cancer itself and on that 4473 it's asking you if you're taking but if that, that's specifically illegal you're out again you're out again yeah.
3: but let's also consider uh like i said i worked with a lot of kids in the past so let's consider the parent of a terminal child mm-hmm. a terminal child in the medical marijuana program first of all that child needs larger amounts prescribed to them because the parent probably has to make it into edibles or oil so you need a larger allotment prescribed to that child mom and dad can't have guns because the kid because well, mom and dad get caregiver card go,
1: cards oh the caregiver oh. cards. so mm-hmm. the so that because the, the child can't go by so the, right, the, the parents parent have the, to have the so card so,
2: right. well we, we have to wait for the first arrest
1: in yes. this yeah. case for that right. and, and also too like we talk about all the time what happens when your house is broken into Yes. or or in in a situation or in in states where you can carry and do carry, and all of a sudden you need to draw a firearm, and then they find out you now have... You didn't even fire a, uh, fire a shot, and now they find out you have a medical marijuana card. That's never been nope. seen. Right. We're going to see it all. We're yeah.
3: going to see it, yeah. And right now, I think there's a false sense of safety. Among the patient yeah. community, because the state form, the state police form, the question on there gives a lot of wiggle room. It says, um, I have the exact wording, but it's like, are you addicted to any controlled substance? Right. Well, as a patient, no. You're not addicted. So until I get to this form, I'm, I'm, I still feel good about it. I'm okay. It's my and medicine. You s- and you're still
1: using a 44 set. You still right. fill, filling out right. federal forms, no matter what.
3: Right. So you're, you're okay until you get here. And then yeah. you're and then, and then you're lying.
1: Yeah. You're lying. So now you're a felon and a felon. Right. And,
2: and federal law supersedes state and local law unless right. it's to our government's advantage. Then yes, it doesn't then it supersede doesn't, yes, it. Right. If they, they reschedule
3: decide. the fe- the federal scheduling of marijuana, it would take care of so much because it would say it
1: would take it out of class one. Yes.
3: Yeah. It would say that there is a medical benefit. Right. Uh, we could do more medical research, and it says it's not a dangerous narcotic anymore. Right. That would change everything but that's not going to happen tomorrow where legalization might so yeah it, it's right now it's still as a patient you already have this conflict that the federal law says you're wrong but your state says it's your medicine mm-hmm. so it's a still a conflict again
2: and and our federal lawmakers can't do shit they don't get anything no, done except that. point fingers and everybody it's just a merry-go-round when it's someone them, figures them, it's us. out it's how, how it's to tax us.
1: this when i'll tell you exactly when this happens and it's happening right now, is the major tobacco companies are all growing marijuana. Once that lobby uh, convinces, or once money changes hands, mm-hmm. okay, then it'll become legalized. I
2: wonder how many lobbyists there are in D.C. right now for the big tobacco companies for, for medical and recreational oh, marijuana. Sure, and Trenton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, they'll be selling it like packs of cigarettes. So to recap... Aubrey's not leaving but I just want to put 4473 question 11E warning the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside please do not forget that when we come back Aubrey's going to tell us where we can find her or you can find support and help and then we're going to bring Jess into it Our target retrieval system is all digital, you program how many feet you want to send it out and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms and those classrooms are for small one-on-one classes, our build-a-bear, building an AR. As you enter through there you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our platinum lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. Gunsitters.com and their military division weapons guard. Easton, PA, Whippany, New Jersey, Salisbury, Maryland, soon in Hawaii. If you need a place to store your guns, Gunsitters is the way to go. Gunsitters.com. I'd like to have Eric on the show. Eric, uh, one of the guys at Gunsitters, or Vin, to talk about would they be able to store their guns at Gunsitters while they're being administered medicinal or recreational marijuana. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so cuz they uh, but Eric might have a loophole. So Eric yeah, might. find out and we should discuss this and we'll let Aubrey know too cuz it could be an option especially if somebody's short term. Because like they are an FFL, p- right? yeah. I mean,
1: could they just temporarily... I don't, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. We're
2: going to let them get into it. But gun sitters and their military division weapons guard, uh, they store guns for our active military if they're being deployed or transferred. Uh, so it's something we need to address with these guys. Jess, uh, where can people find support? Where, uh, Jess, I'm sorry. Aubrey, where can people find support? Where, where can they go to contact or any type of help to get questions answered? Please share it with our listeners.
3: Uh, I can be contacted at any time by my email. It's a Conway, aconway a y one zero one one 0 one one at gmail.com. Um, I can be found on Instagram. It's me underscore first underscore then. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, Aubrey Navarro Conway. I can be contacted at any time for help with the program. I'll leave my cards and um, I can help you out as best I can at any time.
2: If I think I need medicinal marijuana, what's the first step? My general practitioner? How does it work?
3: No, you should find a doctor that's participating in the program already. Um, there is a state registry. There's doctors that aren't on that registry. Um because they didn't want to be part of the stigma, and that's fine. Um, I have some cards of doctors that I specifically prefer okay. um, patients work with because it's a smooth, uh, smooth, just, you know, situation to get them their card. So, first, you would find a doctor, go to the doctor, you pay your fee to the state, you wait for your card in the mail, and then you go to a dispensary.
2: Perfect. So we have Jess, Jess here. So Aubrey, you're not leaving. We're going to go back and forth. Uh, we have Jess here, and uh, since she said that she liked my burping, this is the only show I'm not going to burp. Oh. Okay, sorry. Thank you. So I thought we could
4: burp together. No,
2: no. You can burp. I, I'm the burp diva. Yeah. So, so Jess, you just dropped your handgun off to be cleaned. I did. I noticed when you were filling out paperwork, you're left-handed. I am. And you said your safety's a pain in the ass on the gun. There's very few guns that are uh, for uh, righties and lefties. Now the Beretta full size is because it's for the military, but it's a big gun. And you're let me see your hand. Yeah, it's not happening. So what what hands. what are you shooting?
4: Uh, actually, I got the MMP shield.
2: Okay. Did you like it? It's 9mm? Yeah. Good good caliber and everything. I recommend for you a shotgun, if you decide to go with a shotgun, 20 gauge, and because you're lefty, a Mossberg, Mossberg 500 or 550, you don't need a 12 gauge, way too much kick. Not that it's a girl's gun, the, the 20 gauge, but for home defense or just target shooting, why beat your shoulder up if you don't have to? Now, the Mossberg, the safety is on the top. Of the frame. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good for righties or lefties. Where if you went with a Remington or something else, the safety's forward of the trigger guard on the right. So I would definitely recommend that gun for you. There are, we have a lot of guns here for rent, and we can talk, you've tested a lot of them when you're here with Rich, but uh, there are guns that are. better for a left-handed person. There's none that are 100% better. No one makes a true left-handed handgun. Uh, High-end rifles they do, high-end shotguns they do. But the problem is, in all your years on this earth, you're used to adapting to what the 83% have the luxury of, being right-handed. So I don't even recommend you getting a lefty gun. Because you're used to operating in a righty world. It would right. actually screw you up if you went to use a friend's gun or Rich's gun or something. So, sure. So you've been here four or five times to shoot. Tell us a little bit about your experiences, because we're going to ask Aubrey about her experiences to shoot here, too.
4: Yeah, so the, Share first, away. the first time I ever shot a gun was in April. And I wasn't. I had joined the NRA just to support the NRA, but I didn't think that I wanted a gun. And then I saw the videos of the hurricane and the looting, and... I'm like, I need to be able to protect myself. So I went and I told my friend, who you know, and he brought me here. And the experience, um, I was afraid to pull the trigger. I've been afraid of guns my whole life. My stepdad took me to the range when I was 16. I refused to pull the trigger. I don't know why, but everybody here was so nice. And uh, they set me up with my target. And they showed me how to use the gun, how to load the gun. And when I pulled the trigger... I felt ridiculous for having been so scared my whole life because... <laughs> the
2: movies do that. I,
4: I don't know what... Maybe the movies do that. I, but, look, like, that's it? That yep. was awesome. <laughs> it's fun. So then I just, yeah, it's great, so... Then I just kept shooting away, and I walked away with a smile on my face that I haven't, you know, I haven't smiled that big in years. And I shot an AR 15 that day, which was so oh, much that's fun. That's my favorite. I know. <laughs> I, had, I had
2: a situation last night, I had a couple come in. The woman, you, I see her body language. She's like, I'm afraid of the kick. He wants me to shoot his AR 15. I talked to her for a couple of minutes. The husband was really cool. They were from Staten Island. And he's like, I'm going to have her shoot my 9mm, and I have my AR. He goes, it's, you know, it's gas impingement. When she came out, she was like, Holy shit. Same thing as you, but it, that's the media and that's television, you know, they mm-hmm. show everybody going flying yeah. back. Now, did uh, your experiences here, anybody ever make you feel like a girly girl or any of that sexist shit or anything? No, of course oh, not. Because I kill them. <laughs> yes.
4: No, they were, um, just the attention, the, you know, the staff knew that I was a new shooter and the attention paid to me and the tips that they gave me and constantly watching me giving me the feedback when I needed it. I really appreciate it. You have a great staff here and yeah. they're always so friendly and so helpful and they they make you feel at ease where shooting a gun for the first time can be intimidating. Yes, it can. Yeah. And well,
2: you're only as good as your people, so I thank you for that accolade because sure. I can't I'm here the 82 hours a week. I'm here about 70. You can't be here the whole 82 and you can't be everywhere. Like the hour I'm in the studio with you guys, you know, uh, my staff, but they know they're they're trained well. It The, the narrative has changed, but m- when I speak to my staff, especially the male staff, I tell them that the women should be treated like it's your wife, your daughter, your mother, your grandmother, your sister, you know, uh, because it's intimidating, and I I reflect on the guys. Think about the first time you walked into a range as a man. Yeah. How did you feel? Yeah, so exactly. put yourself in a woman's shoes, not high heels or anything, but just put yourself, <laughs> walk in a woman's shoes and feel what that, you know, the ol- I told you, the old days, I do this all the time. In the old days, Aubrey, when you walked in the range, the guy behind the counter would go,
1: yeah.
2: Hey, sweetheart, need yeah. a private lesson? You guys didn't see what I did, but I looked up and down from the floor to the top of her head because I, I had witnessed that a million times. I've been through that. Yeah, see? Last year, Tissy, who has a half a million followers, she went to Cabela's, and she went to Cabela's with her cameraman, and she asked to see a gun, and the salesman handed the gun to her cameraman.
4: Oof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 That's ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Right? How
2: would you feel if you and Rich were here, you know, when he brought you here after work and he says, oh, you asked to see a gun and my guys hand it to him. Oh, yeah. You know, Missy, because, you know, you're just a women folk. You yeah. can't be touching these. Uh, these things are dangerous. Yeah. You, you know, not for you. Dainty little
1: ladies
2: can't 50% of our yeah, 50% of our population is female. I'm not alienating you guys. and You guys are safer anyway. Yeah. Right. And not for nothing, if,
3: if some shit goes down. I'm about a woman with a gun in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> if there's no men around, mm-hmm. I'm good with that, man, cuz women will react sometimes a lot more thought goes into it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and men are stupid. Sure. We're emotional and stupid. Y- you never threaten a mother bear. Exactly. Yeah. Correct.
3: So, I have 3 kids. Right. And that, that's exactly what How I How old think. are the kids? Thirteen, eight, 8, and 6.
1: Oh my
2: god, God bless you. Uh so your first gun you have now, the M&P, what now it's of course it's addictive. What are you thinking about? You did good with the 9mm, great first purchase.
4: Yeah, so while well, I do want a shotgun...
2: Okay, so I helped you there. Yeah. We have 20-gauge Mossberg for you to try. And then if I was going to suggest ever a third gun, if you wanted a handgun, I would recommend a 22, Uh because it's economical. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, guys only are concerned about the big bang and the noise and all of that, right? As a woman, you can practice, and a man if they would learn, stance grip, trigger control, follow through, sight picture, everything with a .22, one tenth the price of the ammo. And and sure. you can really focus, and if you introduce new people to shooting, that's your gateway gun. Not gateway drug, Aubrey, gateway gun. <laughs> Alright, that's your gateway gun. And yeah. then if you were going to eventually get a rifle, definitely an AR platform.
4: I definitely want an AR. Now
2: you could go AR 223 slash 556, or you could go AR in 9mm.
4: Well, you have the build-in AR you workshop could, here, right?
2: You could do that with yeah. Jimmy, too, if you want. See, Because if you already have a 9mm gun, a 9mm AR is pretty cool, too, yeah. uh, because there's a lot less kick and 9mm ammo is economical. But if you want the big kick, then you get a 5.56223 5, as well. But uh, did you accessorize? You have your own eye and ear protection and gun bag and everything? Not yet. Okay, let's talk about gun bags. Aubrey, you, too. Uh The best gun bag you buy it either well Sears is out of business, but yeah. let's say at a home depot or lowe 's you want a bag that has like a tool name on
4: it, yeah. You said that on one of your You've previous heard shows, it, like yeah. a DeWalt bag or yeah, something. Yeah, because
2: if a cop pulls you over and mm-hmm. your gun bag says Smith & Wesson, it's probable cause to search you. Right. The other thing is, I would steal your bag out of your back seat if it said yes. Glock or Smith & Wesson. I going to say yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> so I know I've talked about that. And get yourself a good pair of hearing protection. As a female, you're, even though your brains are bigger, your heads are about 20% smaller than a, man, a man's, so it's good to have a good, tight fit of hearing protection. So have you come alone to shoot yet or no or Hmm. only with Rich
4: well I'm going to shoot today okay so
2: this will be your first time shooting alone Alone, yeah which I'm looking
4: forward to because I don't have the pressure of all of my experienced friends looking at me. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my, my my guys and girls aren't gonna judge you. You yeah. know, they'll offer some tips if you look receptive. If you look like you don't want to be bothered then we'll leave you alone. So we're we're big on that. You know, we ask permission before we touch and everything. We learned that from the NRA. If your grip was wrong, Aubrey, I would say, Aubrey is it okay if I touch your hands to show you how to correct your grip. The old days in the range, they'd say, Excuse me, uh, Toots, is it okay if I touch you? Mm -hmm. Toots. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sweetie. Yeah, no, they wouldn't even ask. They would just touch, but. Uh, it's changed, and, and the, that's an, an NRA rule that we follow. The only time we don't have to ask permission, no, not when alcohol is involved. The only time we don't have to ask permission if it's an emergency situation. If you turn yeah. with the gun in an unsafe direction, I would put my hands up, push you back, and say, "Sorry, I had a you know body slam you, Aubrey, but you were making an unsafe <laughs>
1: situation. Let me let me help you
2: up now." Yeah. No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> let, me get
1: me, let me get you something for that bump on your head.
2: <laughs> so, so, have you gone to other gun stores or gone around yet, Jessica? No. I, no? I, no, only I'd here. like you to. Let's go to I'd other like gun stores? You, I'd like you to just... Spread your wings and get immersed a little bit. Sure. Not a big box store because you're just a number, but the small guys, it's good to visit. You get different opinions and everything, and uh, especially since you already can shoot, I'd love to hear what they have to say How to, or how they treat you. Okay. This gun's too big for you, Missy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you need no the little one over <laughs> here. The little pink one. Let me show you yeah.
4: two our pink guns. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's not for Perfect. everybody, but there are customers that like the pink and purple guns. I do.
4: Everything I do gonna be funky From now
1: on Time and memories The two most precious things you can give someone No cell phones, no video games, no electronic devices No interruptions Just your favorite gun, a couple boxes of ammo And time spent together The folks at Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range believe there's no time like the present and no present like time. Step through their doors and you'll feel time stand still. It may look like a luxury shooting range, but what they really sell is the perfect day. And perfect memories are made from perfect days. Gun For Hire Woodland Park Range. Where family memories begin.
0: They said it wouldn't last. That was just wishful you see thinking. See what I put up with, right? Gun for okay. Radio. What? Most i like to have witnesses. to Second Amendment what? broadcast in the nation. Seven years running.
2: Okay, so let's talk about a few things here. About. 4 months ago I received the award of NRA trainer of the year. Yes. About a week ago I received the award Second Amendment Activist of the year from the NRA. I'm batting a thousand here. I just received a letter from the NRA today that I will be uh my name will be in front of the nominating committee. August 25th for the board seat that I'm running for. I'm running by petition. I, I still need some more signatures. I heard Waldwick, uh, Pistol Club in New Jersey. I heard clubs, South Jersey, Bob's, everybody, yep. Gary Allison from Beacon Breast. Uh, uh, Greg Zilovsky has my stuff in Central Jersey, and Al has my stuff in Old Bridge. I heard that my the petitions are everywhere. I'm going to need those petitions by the second week of September back Anybody else need some, Calandro for NRA, go onto the website, Calandro for NRA. So, Trainer of the Year, Second Amendment Activist of the Year. It's not bad, and it's only August. So, let's see what else <laughs> could happen. If you're on social media, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, I started this thing two weeks ago called Ants Rants. Have you seen them? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I just I'd spend one minute ranting about something. Uh, S- Matt Rooney from the Save Jersey blog started blogging them and retweeting them and reposting them <laughs> everywhere, and a lot of other people have done it. I've been contacted by media and everything now, so I, I think it's kind of funny. But I'm going to rant about the medical marijuana probably uh, today too, about the duality of uh, this BS we have to go through. Also. Mark Cheeseman's case, GoFundMe, GoFundMe.com, restore-carry-nj. We're going to get Jay Factor up for a whole show, okay? Jay, send me a message. He wants to talk about the history of gun control and everything, yeah. with all those old 500-year-old leather-bound books he had here. Uh, and Jay's been posting, uh, like, 30-minute videos on Mark Cheesman's page, okay? Uh, and I think everybody should... Check it out. So I got the housekeeping done. Just before we get cut off, places support people can get information for medicinal marijuana. Let's uh, let's hear that, please.
3: Uh, my email, my email address again is a Conway, aconway, a c o n w a y one zero one one at gmail dot com. Uh, I can be found on Instagram at me underscore first underscore then, and uh, I'm. Affiliated with Breakwater Dispensary in Cranberry. Um, so, if you need any help getting into the program, you can contact me. I can refer you to a doctor. Um, if you need help at the dispensary, I can help you there too. Any questions, I'm happy to take to help people get into the program.
2: I, I will, uh, there when uh, I post a show, I'll post our contact info.
1: Excellent. Yes. Is, is there a list anywhere online of the physicians in the. Oh,
3: yeah. It's on the state website.
1: Okay, it's, so you um, can go. Do you know yeah. what the state website is for that?
3: It's um, NJ, if you go to NJDOH.gov, okay. um, you'll find medical marijuana program, and then it'll say patients, physicians, find a doctor, find a dispensary, okay. and you would choose find a doctor, and that's the registry there.
1: Excellent. And that's just for New Jersey, obviously.
3: Yeah, and you can search by your location, like the geographical area, and or by specialty.
1: Yeah, excellent. So there tell
2: us about your shooting experiences here. And Jess, you can chime in with her too, okay? Whatever. Let's hear some ladies' perspective. Because I'm going to go back to my gummy bears that uh, Aubrey brought me. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I can't. I can't. As a federal and state license, I, 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 it would be a com- disqualifier for me right out the gate. Well, I would lose everything. Firearms, ID card, state, federal license, everything. Well, Done. A Bye. patient
3: yeah. wouldn't be able to share their medication legally anyway. Damn. So I couldn't bring you anything.
2: Damn, no but, fun.
3: Um, my experience personally, I went to college in the south. So I had a lot of experience down there. That was my first I- experience with guns. Um, and I I actually started on rifles. And then I moved to handguns. And now I'm over handguns and I'm strictly (laughs)
1: rifles. I'm strictly
3: rifles now. Um, We came here in March uh, for my birthday. That was my first time here. Was I here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was actually like right after I did the press conference with the governor. And uh it was just a great experience here. Nobody treated me like in the south, I go there a lot what? still because my father lives there. He's got a gun range on the corner where he lives. When you go in there, it's so normal there that you everybody has guns and yep. shoots that they just kind of leave you like just go, you know, you get your stuff and you go shoot. Right. But here it was it was very different like they're they're not on top of you, but they're right there if you want help. And you I didn't feel judged or anything like that. I'm pretty I'm pretty feminist, and I would definitely, I would know if mm-hmm. this staff was making me feel like um, that girl's not, you know, she's just a girl doesn't know what she's doing. So I would definitely know. But uh, I like the experience here, and I refer everyone here. I think it's important to teach kids, too, yes. about gun safety. I think yes. that's absolutely. the safest thing that you could yes, do. Yes, absolutely. Um, especially nowadays. So I really, I, I haven't gone anywhere else since I came here.
2: Cool. So, so Jess, are you going to keep a gun for home defense? Yes. Okay. Are you going to get a lockbox for it or something? I have a safe. Oh, you have a safe. Mm-hmm. Is it easy access though?
4: I haven't opened it yet. Okay. I, I'm doing a lot of work on my house, okay. so I'm I'm planning on diving into my Second Amendment right a little bit more once I'm done installing floors and everything.
2: Well, listening to the show helps. <laughs> and you, if you if you if you saw my rant. Uh, any type of safe uh, if you take an aspirin or something every day or vitamins put them in the safe as well so you get 365 Mm -hmm. lessons a year of opening that safe too many people will store their gun and not touch it till they go shooting six Mm -hmm. months four months in between so you want to build up muscle memory if you practice 365 times a year opening and closing that safe When the shit hits the fan, you'll be able to do it automatically. Um, You should have a nice high-powered flashlight next to your nightstand. You can have mace next to your nightstand. You can have a taser next to your nightstand. It's not recommended you carry. We also talk about a spare key to your front door. So is your bedroom on the second floor? Mm -hmm. So a spare key to a front door attached to a light stick, the ones you crack mm-hmm. and shake. So, Aubrey, what happens is 3 o'clock in the morning, you hear somebody's in the house, you lock your bedroom door, you pick up your phone, you mm-hmm. dial 911. The police say, what's the emergency? What's the first thing you say? That oh, someone's fir- breaking in? Wrong. Your address, because you're calling from a cell phone. Oh. You're not calling from a landline phone anymore, yeah. right? So, you say to police, I think somebody's in my house. Now you hear something downstairs, Jess. You have the door locked. You're kneeling down with your elbows on the mattress, right, facing that door, which is a great position to be in because if a bad guy breaks the door open, he's going to be looking eye level and you're going to give a surprise from <laughs> abdominal level. He's, by the time he looks down, you'll have the advantage. Well, Here's the deal. Let's say nobody comes upstairs, but you're scared shitless. Now the police pull up and dispatch says, Police are at your house. Come down and open the front door. F that. You you know, you put the gun on the nightstand. You say, listen, I'm opening my bedroom window. I'm dropping a front door Mm, key. That's a good idea. When the police get to the bedroom door. Now, we just had an incident. A a Vietnam vet, 78 years old... Somebody broke into his house, he called 911, he killed the bad guy. When the cops got there, they killed the good guy. In Aurora, Colorado. Aurora, Colorado. They killed the wrong guy. Yeah, Yeah. because the the bad guy was dead already. But when the police come to the scene, they hear it's a gun job. Mm-hmm. Shots right. were fired. There's screaming going on. The police get there. What happened? Right? Here, guy comes to the door with a gun in his hand. What do you think a cop's going to do? Yeah. Right? They have a split second to act. So and here- it was
1: despite the fact that the that the woman, that the wife on the phone was giving explicit uh, uh, description of her husband, ex- uh, explicit... Who's that's hearing not, that? No, That's not being transferred. Who's hearing I mean, that? How many times have we said it? Auditory exclusion. Exclusion. Right, you don't. You're you're, you're not hearing. You're focused in on what's going on in front of you at that time. Your brain literally shuts down, Mm -hmm. and you cannot hear all the all the detail. It cares about gross motor skills. It cares about. It brings all of the blood directly into your core. Your your limbs start to shake. That's why your limbs shake when the adrenaline when the adrenaline rush comes in. Physiologically, a lot of things happen under stress that you don't even realize happen.
2: So, these are things you got to think about. For your home defense plan, it's pretty easy to harden your home. Now, unfortunately, 80% of your time, you're going to be spending on the ground floor of the house. So if you don't have access to a gun, so a little lockbox or something. I like the little cases that have the four black buttons that you press a code and you mm. turn the knob. I'm not a big fan of biometric because if your fingers are sweaty or bloody or, you know, you're, you're, you're cultivating something in your garden, Aubrey, you know, poinsettias. And uh, <laughs> she cuts her finger and puts a Band-Aid on.
4: Or if you shake.
2: Shake. Yes. Okay. All right. So, you know, these are things to think about. Even if
1: your fingers are dirty. Yes. From the biometrics don't Mm -hmm. work. Uh, How many times did you try your iPhone and it doesn't work? Yeah.
2: So, so Jess and Aubrey, too, next time you come shooting, when you're really comfortable, I want you to do the whole experience without looking down. Okay. I want you to look at your target. I want you to load your gun, make it ready. I want you to shoot. I want you to bring your gun in. I want you to drop the mag, reload it, rack the slide, come back up. I want you to start practicing doing that without ever looking down. I don't want you to depend on your eyes. I want it all to be the sense of touch and feel, okay? okay. Yeah. Because if the shit hits the fan, it might be dark. You might not be able to see. Yeah. So, it's just a more practicing for you. How many rounds do you shoot when you come in an hour?
4: Not many, 20.
2: Good. As a range owner, I should tell you you should shoot 500 rounds in an hour. But (laughs) uh, my heart is as an instructor, no more than 50 in an hour. Okay.
4: Yeah, well, I'm always changing guns, but we'll see now that I'll just be using my
2: gun. Yeah, no more than 50 and five rounds per magazine. This way you get 10 lessons on loading and unloading that gun. Guys, if they made a 50-round mag, they do, but if it was legal, they would yeah. load the whole box in one mag and yeah. give one lesson. This is
3: the first place I learned that, Yeah, well, you told me that. I, I did. Was here. Yeah, oh, I talked to even you? Even though you could shoot at, you know, 500 of them, you're not really accomplishing much.
2: Correct. <laughs> Plus, how long can you hyperextend yeah. and hold something three pounds without starting to tremor? You said you have yeah. handshaking issues. Yeah. Shoot five rounds, come down, relax, put a new mag in. Come back up and do it again. So mm-hmm. that's what I want you to do. You guys, you you too, you you're here alone today, Jess. You have any problems, as long as the gun's pointing in a safe direction, you raise your hand, tell one of my guys, they'll come over. You have a question, comment, yep. complaint. Th- that's what we're here for. If you have, if you think something's not right with the gun, our gunsmith will look at it. So that's what we do. And I want you to not feel like you're the girly girl and they're treating you differently because I want that open dialogue, you know. Yeah and uh, cuz again I kill my staff at the, at <laughs> I just
4: I want to say I'm glad I did come here for my first shooting experience because had I gone somewhere where they just kind of yep. leave you know leave you to your own devices I I don't know I'd be as comfortable so
2: Now once you're good like once you're comfortable and confident with it we will leave you alone you know mm-hmm. you especially I have my staff is pretty uh, consistent as soon as they see you walk in they're like oh yeah it's her port 7 you know what I mean? We have codes. Like, somebody to be watched is 10-7. Or, we'll, like, if you were at retail and said, this is my first time shooting, we'd be like, no problem. My guys would radio in to the range officer staff and say, yo, the girl that's going in Port 6, it's her first time. You know, help her out with whatever she needs. But we know, and then we can pick it up. On it. When you start walking in with your own eyes and ears and your bag and you look like you're the boss, you yeah. know, then we know, oh, yeah, yeah, she's good. And then my guys will walk by, and if they see your group is the size of an orange at 15 yards or a tangerine, it's, oh, yeah, yeah you know, there's nothing we can tell her anyway. You know, so w- we pick up on that, and we're very, very hypersensitive to that. I get tons of women that come in alone and groups of women. I want that all day. Mm-hmm. I want that all day.
3: It's a big therapy. Uh, oh, yes. For absolutely, me it is. Yes. sure. It's always Absol- been,
1: especially rifle shooting. Yes,
3: yes. You know, because That's it's precision. It's
1: you know, it's not it's not rapid fire. Right. It's you know, it's, it's just you and the gun. Yes, exactly. That's what's yeah. very
3: therapeutic to me. You yep. get the adrenaline still. But it's about the focus and the calm and anything else in my life that's going on. Yep. I can't think about it because it's just me and that gun. Yep.
2: Now, Jess, you're wearing a Trump-Pence Make America Great Again shirt. Are you a closet gun owner, too, or no? Can you Do you let people know you own guns? Or is it selective?
4: Outside of work, I let people know.
2: Okay, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Me, I, I can't. I'm out there 100%, but I, we, we feel your pain. New, we call us closet gun owners. Okay? So, guys and girls, aconway1011 at gmail.com. I will be posting it with the show, too. Jess, welcome to the family over and over again. I, I can't believe I, I guess I engaged with you when you came in in March or April. That's beautiful. Uh, class dates coming up, Urban Pistol 2, Urban Carbine 2, Urban Pistol 3 at Gun For Hire Coma- C- Academy. September 27th, holster, holster draw, be quiet. Uh, Masad Ayub, my master, May 20th, uh, Mag, uh, MAG 20 is back and MAG 40 is back. Go on Gun For Hire Academy site. Check out the dates. Masad
1: Ayyub in the house. He's not getting any younger. No, he's not
2: getting any younger. Remember, Calandro for NRA. Thank you all for your support. Every day I have 10 or 15 envelopes of petitions. I, I just want to thank all of you from all over the country. Jess, welcome to the family. Aubrey, welcome back to the family again. And uh, good luck with your venture with this. uh, And we're here to help you. I want you to come back on. Jess, I want you back on in a month or two to let us know how your progress is going as a female shooter in a man's world so they say. It's well, no longer a man's world. Only when Southpaw. women give us permission. And a Southpaw. Oh, and she's lefty. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all. Go ahead, Sandy. Wrap I- it up.
1: Can anybody uh, send in letters? Do you want anybody to send letters or anything? you want to talk about that next week?
2: Yeah. Anybody want to send in emails or letters? If you send it to info, at, uh, Anthony at Gunfire, I'll forward them anything you want us to talk about. Aubrey's going to be back on uh, in a few weeks or months, and so is Jess.
1: Excellent. So well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, LLC, New York, New York, under license of Broadcast Music Incorporated. I'm Sandy Barani. On behalf of my co host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for Hire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Please, each one reach one. Winston, we love you guys. See you next week.